At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. I'm R.J. Bell, and this is Straight Out of Vegas, impromptu style. What a day. The aftermath, as we call it. What does that mean? It means all the action happens on the weekend. And then we're here for the aftermath and the aftermath of the initial responses. That's one of the things I really love about that 6 o'clock Eastern start. That's drive time, and it's 3 here in Vegas. We're joined in studio by the pros who know. Full House, Brad Powers, all the college knowledge, Steve Fezzik, NFL expert. Fezzik has 27 pieces of paper. So if we can get one tidbit off of each of them, <laughs> we are in like Flynn. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. My promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. You can't have pros, though, without Joe's. He's in L.A. He's Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And we start, as usual, on a Monday here on Straight Out of Vegas with Sunday night football. And it was a big one last night in Baltimore where the Baltimore Ravens took care of the New England Patriots. 37-20 to was the final. New England no longer undefeated on the season. 
No, I tell you, we could do an hour on this game. And we'll probably be talking about it throughout the early part of the week. In a way, I think a Monday is a marquee. What's the big stories? And then deeper dive on Tuesday when Fezzik's by the pool study and getting ready for Wednesday's show. What an advantage that is, right? It's like almost like playing golf in a cart. But <laughs> he doesn't seem guilty or anything. He just goes with the flow. Here's the first thing I'll say. Let's start with the Patriots because I think it's a little easier. Right now, Steve, who is the best team in the NFL? Another way to say that is all of them played on a neutral field. Who's favored? New England Patriots. By how many points? By half a point against the Saints right now. All right, so it's the Saints or second? Yes. Where do you have Baltimore in your rankings? Baltimore's number five. Okay, so Baltimore's five. Wow. So how much did you upgrade Baltimore? Upgraded them a point. Uh, A point. One point. One point. Okay. So one... The difference between Vegas and Barney at the bar, Freddie Fanny Pack, the casual guys, we don't overreact to any one thing because one thing's happen all the time and they're not super telling. Imagine getting a coin and flipping it once. It comes up heads. Do you do a Barney imitation, Brad? I do not. I don't have the burp down. Okay. So it could, it could be a, <laughs> some variation of, oh, look, it must always be heads, right? Well, no, it's one out of one are heads. So Baltimore, very impressive. New England, not impressive. What does it mean? It means that New England is one of the best, if not the best team in the NFL. Fezzik, you've got them as the best by a smidge. And it also means that the best teams lose. No one except the Dolphins in 72 have gone undefeated. No one's gone undefeated for the magical 19-0 ever, including probably the best team we've ever seen, at least this century, and I think probably the best team ever, that New England team. Yep. And they didn't even win a Super Bowl. Shows you there's luck to this. And that's the second point. Let's think since that team, because the next year was Castle for the Patriots, and then after that it was just a different Patriots team. When the Patriots went and won against Seattle, the goal line, the famous pass, the interception, the Patriots hadn't won a Super Bowl for like 11 years. I should have the exact number. It's over 10. So now think about that. Think about when you were 20 years old. You're in college perhaps. Maybe you're a uh, end of your sophomore year getting ready for your junior year. And the last time the Patriots won a Super Bowl, you were – like nine. You got that exact number? 11 years. Okay. So if you're nine and then you're 20, feels like a long time. It's a long yeah. time. It's over a decade. Not a single win. And then they won a game you could have said very easily against Seattle that they, they were underdogs, right? Fez, and when you got down to that goal line and it was like third and one, who would you have bet right there? Yeah, Seattle. They win about 75% of the time. All right, then it would have been, okay, it's been 12 years. Now, against Atlanta, they won. But they were, what, about 20 to 1 at one point against winning that game. I actually, and I even saw, like, 80 to 1. I'm Yes, 80 to 1. 80 to 1, you could bet. When it was 28 to 3. Ooh. True odds, true odds. The dastardly bookies wouldn't have given Oh, up. well, oh, forget geez. that. They wouldn't drive Cadillacs then. <laughs> and then let me think about this a second. And then they won against the Rams. So we could sit and spin the Rams could have won that game and spin it that way, but let's not even. 
But at that point, it would have been what, like 16 or 17 years? Or yep. 16, 15? So imagine if the Patriots hadn't won a Super Bowl in 15 years. How different before the Rams? How different would the narrative be? Would it be Belichick's way was, you know, effective until this? But you notice since 2005, okay, maybe, or maybe this is the way things are. This is what Billy Bean says in Moneyball. Hey, all we can do in 162 games is get to the playoffs. Once we're there, it's a lot of luck. And Brad did some interesting work, and I think uh, Sportsbook William Hill had the graphic in which it was like, at this point, the Washington Nationals were 80 to 1. Yep. In like June 1st or something. Yeah, 75 to 1 they were. Okay. And then it was, okay, in the seventh inning of the game seven of the World Series, they were six to one. Yeah. Think about that. They were, you know, 85% of the time you don't win. But now no one's talking about that. They're just point, point. Yep. count the rings. All right. So the Patriots have benefited from that. We talked about Seattle, that win. We talked about Atlanta. They've been hurt by that. Giants won, Giants two. They could easily have flipped those results. What we know is all you can really do, except for the rarest case, 85 Bears, some of those Cowboys teams, where it was like, we're just going to barrel through these teams. No one's even coming close. Even you could say Carolina was like that, that 15-1 year, except then they lost the Super Bowl. Yep. It's really hard just to make every win easy. All you can do is get to the playoffs, and all you can do is win your fair share of tight games. And then that's what the Pats have done. The thing that's helped the Pats has been the, the division. When if you just have a good year, you're going to get a bye, and then oftentimes the number one seed. So literally it's like, okay, regular season. Now we're going to play one game at home where we're supposed to win, second game at home. Then you've got one game to win. I know they're not sure wins, but, boy, that's a, not a difficult path. And you're going to win that – one out of eight times if it's just all random, three games in a row. But if you have home field, you got Belichick, who is quite frankly going to win a few more of those close games. you got Brady, a few more close games. Maybe they win 56% of the close games. All right, Faz? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, isn't that what the Patriots have been? Yep. Pretty much win the division every year, which is a heck of an accomplishment, and then roll the dice in the final three games. Win some, lose some, win a little bit more than the average playoff team. Yep. Well, that's what the Pats are right now. They're one of the five or six best teams. Fez, you got them first. Would you be sure? What's the distance between them and, you know, team four, team five? Find that interesting break point. Four points. Well, that's too much distance. So you're saying, name the distance, for, meaning it's not what I'm trying to say. So let's go back in a few teams. So number one, New England, half a point to New Orleans. Yes. Then what is it from New Orleans down? One point downgrade to San Francisco. All right, so it's a point and a half then for three teams. Yes. Go ahead. Another point down to Kansas City. All right, two and a half for four teams. And then another point for like the next three teams. Uh, okay, so it's three and a half, right, for what, seven teams? Yes. Seven teams are within a field goal or so. And Fez is uh, great at his numbers. He's not absolutely right always. So let's call it the range. It doesn't mean someone outside that range couldn't win two. Patriots will almost short, certainly win their division, almost certainly have a bye, and then the dice get rolled. So we can sit here and say, what do we really want to say about the Pats? Eh, this is about what we expected because we didn't expect this to be an all-time great team. It looked like they might have been 
because we thought Brady and the best defense. Well, defense maybe isn't as good as we thought. Strength of schedule of the yep. offense. Let's talk about that, Fez. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Steve Fezzik, NFL expert. How much did you downgrade the Pats D? Because it seemed, and again, not necessarily in points, but quantify it for me in a way of like, we thought something coming in. What do you think now? Yeah, so I downgraded the full team one point, but the defense was two-thirds of that downgrade. All right, so you're saying uh, to whatever degree you were disappointed, that's what a downgrade represents. Two-thirds of it was the defense. Yes. And did you, with your eyes, did you see that again? Because another way to look at this could be that the Baltimore team is one of one, meaning no other team's playing like that. And New England had trouble with them, but unless they play them again, which they might, but they'd be at home in theory, it doesn't really matter, right? If a team's doing something unique on offense and they are causing you trouble, you hate that, but at least it's just one of one. What did you, or did you see something that you think better offenses are going to be able to expose? You know, I think this might be a Lamar Jackson thing. Lamar Jackson ran 16 times, and boom, boom, boom. The first three drives, short passes. Lamar Jackson running. It just hit New England, and they couldn't stop it throughout the first three drives, and suddenly Baltimore had a big lead. So to you, it was a matter, and this is what others have said that I generally respect, is this is more Baltimore did well not so much that New England didn't because Baltimore is so unique in how they approach the the kind of offense they're running, especially considering post the collective agreement with the union, you're not hitting as much, you're not tackling as much. The physical offense, who else even has it? I mean, yeah, how do you replicate it in practice? Yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson, you just can't. Yeah, and you can't even replicate it because you can't hit that much. Yeah. Right. So in a way, this is what you see all the time. Everything moves in one direction. And the, the Spurs have done this with the mid range game. Now the de- right? Mm. The defenses are trying to stop all the corner threes. Now maybe the inefficiency is taking advantage of the mid range game. Right, because every other team knows you're not supposed to shoot that eighteen footer, so the D leaves it wide open. Yeah, Steve Fesick and Brad, you make a great point too. The whole lineup lineup of death that Golden State has, they say one of the reasons it's not doing as well. I mean, obviously this year is different now is because other teams started running similar things. So you saw it. Well, you're not seeing this. You're not going to play a team like this and then play them the next week. All right. So to me, this is a Baltimore thumbs up more than it's a Patriots thumbs down. But it's important to remember that if you thought the Patriots were a potential undefeated team, if you thought they were a potential best team of the decade, then you should give them a big thumbs down. But you were just wrong coming in the game. This game isn't what says that. It's the reality. Just look at the players. Who is all that different from last year? Now, I think because they they do have the Patriots a good trend of youthful players where young guys that are excelling, that are getting better. I did think a healthy Patriots team had a chance to be better than any of the Patriots teams in the last five or six years, even, you know, three Super Bowl teams. But, boy, Fez, if you talk about the O-line, 
talk about some of these injuries, the fact they're still one of the best teams is amazing. Kind of tick off some of the injuries. Yeah, so Andrews and Wynn, the two linemen, are out. The fullback for the Patriots is out. And, of course, they have got nicked up at the wide receiver position and their number one draft pick was supposed to come back. He didn't play. I didn't see him get any catches last night. So they're definitely worse on the receiving core also. Yeah, so think about that to wrap up the Patriots is the idea that they potentially had Antonio Brown at one point, <laughs> Josh Gordon, and their number one pick coming back healthy. And maybe Gronk coming back, right? Yep. We don't think Gronk's coming back. Josh Gordon's been cut. Antonio Brown is going to college. And, you know, <laughs> again, I love education. And they're still there. And they were a three-point road favorite, which means on a neutral field, the Patriots would have been six against the Ravens. I mean, if it was in New England, it'd be nine They'd be almost a double-digit favorite. Obviously, that number's off, and that's why there's been upgrades. But, boy, that's how good the Patriots are, or at least close to it. Given the givens, it's amazing. So, on one hand, to say the Patriots are amazingly good is true. On the other hand, to say, ah, it's a crapshoot with a handful, you know, five, six teams can win it, that's true, too. Absolutely. You know, the one thing I didn't like about New England – uncharacteristic mistakes in these close games. We talk about New England winning more than half of them. They don't make these sort of mistakes, jumping off sides, giving Baltimore first down in the red zone, extra touchdown for Baltimore, and just throughout. And, and, and I think you make a good point, which is if it's a fumble or something, it happens. We think it doesn't happen with Belichick as much. Ah, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Things like offsides and stuff, it's a discipline thing. Now, doesn't mean there's been a mistake made. It means even the Patriots will have those days. So... When we come back, couple questions. One, is Lamar Jackson and what we saw, is it sustainable? Is this the new normal for Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? Then two, there's been a reimagination, I think, about how good the AFC is versus the NFC. A couple weeks ago, literally it was only two of like the top 11 teams were from the AFC. I'm gonna make the point that the four best AFC teams are better than the four best NFC when we come back. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. 
Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will get into the updated MVP odds in the National Football League. Lamar Jackson in the conversation. You'd be shocked at this number. Let me ask you, Jonas. As the voice of the fan, you watch the game. I test Patriots. We just wrapped up saying one of the best, if not best teams, downgraded from yesterday, but they're in a cluster of other really good teams. What did you say? Uh, I actually think it's going to be a good thing for the Patriots. What happened to Baltimore last year in the playoffs was they matched up with a team that they already played in the regular season and beat in the L.A. Chargers. So if you're playing a team that you can't prepare for, as Brad pointed out, because they play football differently than anybody else in the league, the best way to get info and intel on them is to actually play them with less on the line that's not going to end your season. The Patriots got that last night. So if they match up come the playoffs, I think it's going to benefit New England and they're going to know what adjustments to make. Mm, That's a good point. That's a good point. With me, I always think Belichick's almost supernatural. So it's like, well, if he saw the film, he doesn't need anything else. But you're right. You're going to always get more when you're the one playing the game. Now, some people have said, Colin said this today, on the herd right here on FSR. Hey, maybe they went a little vanilla. Maybe he knows how to stop Lamar, but figures this isn't a high stakes game. You know, we're going to be the number one seed, most likely, right? As the hypothetical goes, this is the Belichick internal dialogue. And then we'll try to win, but we'll hold back our Trump card. Now I talked to two people off the record. They both said, you can't quote me. Uh, when it, people that are familiar with the way, uh, let's just say I respect their opinion on Belichick, said no way. He would never, ever do that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accept that as uh, it was really unequivocal because you get a lot of him and Han about Belichick. It was unequivocal. So I thought the same thing, and that's why I reached out to him. Nope. Mm-hmm. It wasn't him, by the way, two of them. <laughs> so, you know, they'd be like, so it's a him. It's like, well, yes. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We're going to be talking about top four AFC, top four NFC. Fez is wrong. I'm going to help him see it right now in Vegas. And remember, we broadcast every weekday 
200 FSR stations, foxsportsradio.com, iHeartRadio app, SiriusXM, and podcasts. Just search RJ Bell right now here in Vegas on the Strip, 75 degrees. The neon is pumping. So, RJ, we talked about the New England Patriots side from Sunday Night Football. Now we go over to the Baltimore Ravens, most notably the performance of Lamar Jackson and how he is being viewed this year in the NFL. Well, let me say this. I was wrong. I didn't expect this much from Lamar Jackson. And I chastised a lot of people who it felt like their political beliefs, the seemingly progressive idea that, oh, this black quarterback is going to excel. It's like, to me, one of the beauties of sports at the best, and I know it's not always like this, but it doesn't matter, right? I get that you could say, well, way back when Boston was so bad, they didn't even like Bill Russell. Okay, but I can just, I don't think, I've known some people where I grew up Let's just say in today's uh, PC culture, would couldn't be on the radio for more than 10 minutes. They'd be banned for life. <laughs> now, were they bad people? I don't know. I don't know that. I was, you know, a kid. But let's just, I mean, Brad, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I grew Absolutely. up on a farm. Yes. I don't think I ever met a guy that didn't like the Steelers because Lynn Swan was black or because, you know, it was like Lynn Swan, to the, from their perspective, was ours. They, he was a Steeler. And Steelers trump that, I guess, for Pittsburgh people. I'm not saying there's not exceptions, but I don't think I don't think of it that way. For for a lot of people, it seemed like they did, and I was like, mm, if you're betting money, especially, or if you're try- getting paid to talk about sports, that seems like a bias. Even if it's pro the player, it's still bias. Maybe I rebelled against that a little bit. I don't know. Lamar Jackson's better than I expected. And I think Harbaugh gets credit, but I think most of it is Lamar Jackson. Now, first off, does anyone think, oh, Lamar Jackson's about as good as I expected? No. No, he's better. Fez, you got to talk on the radio. Way better. I had my number 29 quarterback coming in. Now he's just cracked my top 10. That is interesting. How long ago was he number 29? Week one. And then what was he like? You had him like 26 in week four. He just, yes. All right. That's interesting. <laughs> I've been slow to come around. You think? Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, here's what I want to do. I have went back. I've, I've combed through the hmm, database, and I found three of the best dual threat performances since, let's say, 2010, the modern era, the last decade. I'm going to quickly read the performances and I'm, going to add, I'm not going to tell you the player because I think this is interesting. And I just want to hear you guys and say, eh, that seems about what Lamar did. All right, so Lamar was 17-23, 163 yards passing, one touchdown, zero interceptions, and then 61 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Okay, player number one, 17-31, 263, two touchdowns, one interception, 181 yards rushing. Two touchdowns. Anyone think, uh, it seems, I mean, I think in that case, the other player was a little bit better, but we're talking range here, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was Colin Kaepernick, playoff game 2013 against the Packers, one of his great games. Next quarterback, 17-22 passing, 182 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, rushing 138, two touchdowns. But, but is that comparable? Yep. 
Sure. Yeah. All right. That was RG3, 2012 versus Minnesota. One of his best games, if not best game. Finally, lastly, 11 to 22, 194. No touchdowns, no interceptions. 93 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Eh, maybe a smidge below Jackson, but bo- still ballpark, right? Yeah. Yep. Tim Tebow, 2011. <laughs> so here's the facts. This is as good as we've seen for a dual threat quarterback. Now, someone mentioned Cam Newton. I'm going to have to go back. I've always thought of Cam more. I mean, I never thought passing was his deficiency. I thought he was a, the fact he could run too made him elite during his best years. But I think he was always a top 18, you know, like an average passer with much more. Where I think it's hard to say Lamar Jackson or any of these guys, Kaepernick or Tebow or RG3, were never necessarily average passers at the NFL level. Yeah. Maybe that's subjective, but okay. And then Michael Vick, who had a great kind of game, that Monday night game, that was the year before all this, 2010. But he, to me, was from a different generation. They weren't running the offense around Vick as much. It wasn't the read option. It's like this whole new Mm. thing started with these mobile quarterbacks. Vick felt from the prior generation. So there's some subjectivity to this. But when you have the three great performances and three great dual-threat quarterbacks, literally none of them have taken a snap that matters for multiple years. And their great performances were like five, four, five, six years ago. I mean, Kaepernick hasn't taken a snap since 2016. I get it. Oh, it's political. Okay. I can promise you if Kaepernick was even the 15th best quarterback, he would be signed and the press conferences wouldn't mean a thing. All right. Look at the players. They sign when they're good. And then the minute they're not good anymore, bye-bye. Yep. (laughs) Have a good life. Tell that parole officer he can't come by anymore. You know, I mean, it's like they don't care if you can help them win. It's the tiebreaker about the winning, meaning that tiebreaker of, oh, we could have Kaepernick as our backup, but, oh, my gosh, it's going to be a lot of distractions. Now, you might say, well, I don't care. You should want to do it because of social consciousness. Okay, that's every team's decision. And in this case, it's 0 for 32. What I can guarantee you is the decision is him being a really good backup or a bad starter. That's the choices. It's not that he'd be even an average starter. Does anyone disagree with that? No. No. I think it's hard because, Steve, you you like— I don't disagree. Why did you not say? Is it Did you want to like somehow think, I don't want anyone to hear me say anything that they could say, Steve Fezzik, politically, you believe this. This is money, man, the money green party. That's that's the thing. I stay away from all politics. Except when your boss <laughs> asks you a question. So so I want you to say it. I want you to say it loud. Say, I'm Steve Fezzik. Oh, you don't have to. You can quit. Say, I'm Steve Fezzik. I'm Steve Fezzik. And I believe that Kaepernick, whatever other people think, is not an, uh, even an average starting NFL quarterback. And I believe Kaepernick, I don't care what anyone else thinks, he's <laughs> not even an average quarterback. You hear that? You believe him politically like that? He's crazy. I, I mean, he went on pretty strong there. So I know. Yeah. It's funny because he had to say the words, but he said them with a special vigor. He's, like he, he was waiting to say that. He's a real, me- he's a real method actor, that Steve. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so to wrap, these are all rhetorical questions, which means it's a pretty simple argument. Amazing. He seems to be an amazing 
character guy. I mean, just it just uh, you know, Colin was talking about that today. It was one win. Let's go. Especially in an age of, quite frankly, Baker Mayfield, which we'll talk about next. It's very different. And and even though I'm a Steelers fan, you can appreciate it, right? So to me, thumbs up Lamar Jackson. I personally underestimated him. I think history says this next step, consistency. Is it repeatable? Not just another couple games, not just this year, for even two or three, or even if you had a four-year reign as starter from here, it would really buck a lot of history. So we're going to stand by, as they say, and tune in. And in a minute, we're going to talk about Mayfield. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Baker Mayfield. Now listen, Fez overdoes this, I think, but it's generally very, very rational, which is you look at the team's situation coming in a game and you adjust the results a little bit in each direction, meaning, hey, this team had a lot of rest. They were playing a team that was tired. The other team's plane broke down, blah, blah, blah. So the fact they won by 10, eh, probably should have only won by about a touchdown. We're going to adjust it. Now, the crazy thing about Faz is he'll go, yeah, the wind was blowing, and one of the daughters had a birthday. So, yeah, they won 42 to 3, but I'm going to give him a quarter point upgrade. You know, it gets a little, because again, he intellectually, uh, he's a hedonist. He's an intellectual hedonist. What's a hedonist? Someone who loves, get the definition, man. We'll get it. It's, it's loving pleasure. And then we'll get the exact read there. And for Fez, there's no pleasure greater than condescending to the masses, right? Would you agree with that, Fez? Maybe. It's right up there, right? <laughs> But you generally, we got the definition. A pleasure seeker. Oh, yes. Yeah. But this is an intellectual. Yeah, that's the thing. He's an intellectual hedonist. Would you agree sometimes you do go overboard with it? Oh, you think just a little bit? Now, if you know that, why, don't, why do you still do it? It's just in my human nature. It's just through your nature. That's what the crocodile said. So here's my question. How good was the spot for the Browns? Spot was fantastic because the Broncos were ripe for the plucking. The Broncos had had an embarrassing loss on national TV, and then their all-in game was last week when they lost so a heartbreaker. Week, two weeks ago, right against embarrassing them. loss to yeah, Kansas City. Correct. I thought they might give up at this point. I actually liked the Colts against them the next week, Denver, but they stepped up. All-in against the Colts. Could have won, should have won the game, but did not. But then you lose your quarterback, and you really don't have anything to play for if you're the Broncos. You revenge that horrible loss in front of the country. Felt like a real flat spot. Yeah, Brandon Allen, totally unproven. Wasn't even with the team during the preseason. This was a kill spot for Cleveland to get healthy. Little, We call him Little Flipper. Did he have any fumbles? No. <sighs> that seems like a long shot to me. It, he has his hands, Allen, the fourth Allen, has hands that are eight and seven eighths inches, where the NFL likes 10 inches on the hand span. So to me, it was the motivational question, the inexperienced quarterback. And then on the flip side, the Browns needed a win. I mean, Lord, did they need a win. And on road favorites, your big concern, Cleveland was favored by three on Friday. Your big concern is, Oh, maybe they're going to get lackadaisical. Maybe they're going to look ahead. Well, what I felt like an analogy was for the Browns, 
And the reason I'm bringing this up is how bad this loss was. you got to grade the Browns accordingly. And I mean a bad, tough grade. Is the idea was, let's look at ro- road favorites off a of bye. In theory, you're not looking ahead because you had a week off. They do exceptionally well against the spread. I thought this was analogous for the Browns, that focus to a bye. Do you generally agree with that, Fess? I do, and the fact that Browns had such a cupcake schedule after this game, the narrative was clear. We got past our difficult games. Now we're going on our winning streak. Starting now. Right. Even Collins said soon enough, a month from now, Cleveland's going to be leading and Baltimore's going to be beneath them. <laughs> All right. Well, he gave – listen, he he gave his Mia Coppa for, uh, for that. Yeah, My fault, my fault. He said, hey, let's give him – let him up from there. The line ended up agreeing with us. It was three on Friday. What did it close at? Four. So just money, millions on the Browns. Yes. And they get beat badly. How much did you downgrade them? I think it's if it's not at least two points, it's not enough. Uh-oh. I just one point. So you just do you just always do one? Do you have like a, a trained monkey doing these? <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. How how could that be one point? Because Cleveland won the yardage by 50 yards. So they Doesn't didn't matter. get destroyed. Well, what, on the well, here's the thing. They got all number one picks. How are they gonna get destroyed on the stats? They're just gonna lose every possible other way. So if everything I mean, if everything, if Denver has nothing to play for, they have a fourth-string quarterback, and they out-game plan you, they out-everything you, who cares if you get if, – if you're, if you're laying th- four on the road, how can you get blown off the ball? I mean, you're, you're seven points better at home or seven points on a neutral. You're 10 if you were at home. Do you think maybe – I mean, let's agree now. Your record's not great when I disagree with your power ratings. Not great to the – tune of lose almost every time. So what I'm saying is that I just told you how bad your Miami power rating was last week, right? How much did you upgrade them? Miami's been upgraded four points since then the last two weeks. So just listen to me a week early, Steve. (laughs) There you go. I'm telling you, this is more than a point. Brad, what do you think? Should be two points. Trademark R.J. Bell. Dream Crusher. What's what's their playoff? Well, see, I what's think they're p- playing for their jobs now. Okay. I enough. mean, the Kitchens has got to – it's going to be tough for him to keep his job. But they're not going to fire him, I think, till the end of the year. But the players, I mean, they're all – They're playing secure. for their job, too. You think? Mm. I think they all – I think the NFL, you have that one week. Sometimes you're flat. I don't think teams stay flat. I mean, we could pull the tape on this. I said the same thing about Miami starting the year. You can't – Whenever something's one of one, meaning it's never happened before yet, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical of five, eight quarterbacks excelling in the NFL, right? I'm skeptical of coaches who can't win in the Big 12 winning in the NFL, right? So I'm skeptical of this stuff. And in general, I don't think or I've never seen a team who in the NFL whose motivation was a big question mark for more than two or three weeks. Have you ever, Steve? Never. But you thought Miami was going to be one-on-one this year? After week two, yes. Yeah. No, you thought coming in. Yeah. We ha- so what you just said is wrong. Coming in, you said, I think Miami's tanking the whole year, first team ever. I said, Steve, has it ever happened? You said, no. I said, you know, you're, you're predicting history. You said, I am? Like, proudly. Right or wrong? Correct. All right. So my point is, looking at... Miami, part of the problem, I think, was you, your mindset was off to the start. And then when they did start playing harder, you didn't see it. But you've said it a few times, but I think because you saw it too, right? Even against Dallas, they started playing hard. Yes. I Let's just say this. Let's keep an eye on your power ratings. I want you to keep it just, you know, just for you so we have a record. 
and we'll see how Cleveland does from here. I'm looking to fade him because this really feels like not so much the dream being crushed, but we really are seeing the truth of how inept this team is. And, and I think it's mostly coaching, but, man, is it inept. The Browns are inept. When we come back, Monday night, the Giants, you might say that they are inept. Fez thinks the line is just plain wrong. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Juan Gabriel. Juan Giz. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. We're going to get to Monday Night Football coming up here in just a few moments. want to let you know uh, that we have MVP odds in the NFL, R.J., and there is a new candidate at the top of the list. Listen, straight out of Vegas, when we make a promise, we keep a promise. If I can remember. MVP odds updated. Brad Powers. And that new candidate being Lamar Jackson, who is now tied with Russell Wilson as the favorite. Both Wilson and Jackson 3-1. to one. 
followed by Deshaun Watson, five to one. Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, six to one. Everybody else, 12 to one or worse. Wow. Wow. How's Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas. I had, I had my a, little pizza bet. Still a hundred to one, RJ. Still opportunity. Well, out yeah, there they didn't it. play, so you're okay. Yeah, you can't you can't get yeah. worse if you don't no. play. Faz will up he'll upgrade and downgrade teams on the bye. <laughs> true or not? Just say true or false. True. They get up. Oh, I didn't no. say tell a story. <laughs> yeah. I said yes or no. Look at him. He's all he's like a the, the judge says one word answer, son. Well, let me tell you something, judge. <laughs> he would be content of court around here. <laughs> You know, to me, <laughs> to me, what's amazing though is, and, and it's something you can't forget. Anytime there's a vote, if a bet is a vote, you got to handicap the voters. It's not about who you think's MVP; it's who you think the voters are going to think are MVP. And I think with a lot of them, Lamar Jackson is been really supported. And I got a feeling if it's a tie, Lamar Jackson wins it. We'll get to Monday Night Football in one moment here. I want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. Finding out why your check engine light is on can save you a lot of time and money down the road. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you troubleshoot the real problem and analyze your specific vehicle information, code, and mileage to get you verified fixed solutions. Get in the zone. AutoZone. It is the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants coming up later on on Monday Night Football. Right now on pregame.com, Dallas a six-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, when you said Russell Wilson, it reminded me we in our super contest, we had Tampa Bay plus six, so we got a push. I in overtime, if you're a dog getting more than three points, you cover the spread 94%. Oof. Now I went back through my records. I'm 51% lifetime. <laughs> All right, Fez, listen, we said the line was wrong. This is fascinating. Week one, game was in Dallas between these two teams. Now the swing from home to road. Is six points because home to neutral is three, three to go back home. So the line was Dallas minus seven at home. Yes. And now, in theory, if you look at Dallas, how you compare them to the beginning of the season, not the middle when guys were hurt, what do you got? Just slightly better by one point. Upgrade. Yes. I'm not sure I agree with that. I think it's flat, but okay. At best, but okay. Close. Now, Giants, remember changing quarterback, et cetera. What's been the start, uh, or what's been the adjustment since the start? Tiny downgrade because of their defense, down one point. Okay, and you're right. The defense, I think that's a good point. So relatively, these teams are still the same distance apart. No, two two points. Dallas oh. up, Giants down. Okay, by one so point that, oh, that's interesting. I was thinking they were moving together. Okay, two points. And what we thought was there was about a six-point difference, or the, there was about a four-point difference because Dallas was at home. So really what's amazing is, as we to keep it real simple, as we've done the swing from home to home, you would think we'd have similar lines, maybe about two, you know, or about two points difference. And what we've seen is the line hasn't moved at all. Yeah, right? Dallas is still almost laying seven, but they're on the road. Yeah, so to me, I like the Giants here, but I kind of see it's more complicated than I thought. We only got about 10 seconds you got a prop bet. Give it. Give that bonus. Zeke up. Elliott over nine and ninety-five and a half rush yards every time Dallas wins since week two. Zeke's gone over one hundred and five rush yards. All right, so the numbers out. Yes, ninety-five over ninety-five rush yards for Zeke. Best bet from Faz. Bonus right there. We are straight out of Vegas. We're back tomorrow, six p.m. Eastern time, three o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio, and as always on the iHeart Radio app. Straight out of Vegas. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.